This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Hello and welcome to this uh, first episode in the second series of From the Old Brewery, a podcast that highlights the research of students and staff at the School of Language, Literature, Music and Visual Culture at the University of Aberdeen. My name's Ian Gross. I'm a PhD research student in creative writing here at the school. And I'm talking today with short fiction author and reader in early modern literature and creative writing, Dr Helen Lynch. And Helen's also the director of the Word Centre for Creative Writing and its annual uh, Wayward Literary Festival. And we'll be talking to Helen in just a moment about that. Uh, I'm also joined uh, by... Uh, B. Leesley Stevens, a recent BA graduate in uh, linguistics and language. And for the last couple of years, B's been the um, one of the uh, interns at the Word Centre. We're going to talk to B after we've spoken to Helen just about her experience with that. So, welcome both. How are you doing? Hello, thank you. Nice to be here. You good? You there, B? Hello. B's joining us remotely, so she's on a remote link. Are you there? Yeah. I am. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, thanks for coming. I know you both got really busy schedules, so. I appreciate the time you've taken to, to come and talk to us. So starting with you, Helen, um, could, I just, could you be able to just tell our listeners a little, about, a little bit about sorry, your, uh, your role here at the university and your current research? OK, um, well, um, I'm reader in early modern literature and creative writing, which means I teach creative writing and I teach literature. So um, and my research is in sort of 17th century politics and poetics and Milton and things right. like that and gender. Um, and that kind of stuff. So yes, that's that's what my academic writing's about. And otherwise, I write short fiction. Though I am contemplating, after much bullying from everybody, is why <laughs> you don't you write a historical novel since you spend all your time yeah. doing research in the seventeenth century, which is probably a good reason not to write a historical <laughs> novel based on the seventeenth century. But I might try that. I mean, you just uh, have you just been finishing off a book at the moment? Is that right? An academic work. Finishing off is, is a bit is of a, a touchy, okay. touchy <laughs> phrase. I have been attempt. I have been attempting to finish off right. a book. Yes. And what can you tell us about that? What or, or are you allowed to? Are you allowed to? Oh yeah. So no, my my Netflix insists that I don't tell you about that before oh. they make it to a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. No, it's 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 about well, it's about seventeenth century politics and poetics again, but it's about. Um, it's about images of voice and uh, public speech in the 17th century okay. and the way these intersect with uh, metaphors that are often gendered metaphors like needlework and gardening mm. and, um, yeah, uh, what other things? Needlework, gardening, cosmetics. Um, Stereotypes. So it's, 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 well, kind of, it's kind of interesting because these are also areas in which there were massive shifts in the 17th century, right, social, okay. social and political shifts. Um, so, so it's really looking at that, in re but also in relation to writers like Shakespeare okay. and Milton and Spencer. And so how that comes through the literature of the time. Yeah, so yeah. And, uh, there's a quite an interesting sort of quite a lot of gender-bending interest in the ways that writers self-identify and envisage themselves as... Um, as writers in a, in, a, in a kind of interestingly, sometimes non-binary, sometimes mm -hmm. gender-swapping way, so that, that feeds into some of that. So that's why I'm writing oh, that. that's fascinating. So is that a long, is that a very long process? To, or is it, are you given, <laughs> well, are you given like a, six weeks to... Yeah, it would, <laughs> it would be a lot less long if, if, if I didn't spend my research leave having COVID. But yes, okay. um, but yeah, you get research leave, but not nearly often enough. I think mm -hmm. we need research leave about 50% of the time. That more research lovely. leave. Yes, more research leave. So this, this brings us on nicely to the next question, really, which is uh, you've, you've published, also published 
two short story collections, um, The Elephant and the Polish Question in 2009, and then T for the Rent Boy in 2018, which is excellent. I've got that and uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, but, you know, how do you manage then that, um, that split between teaching, academic research, and time to, to manage to write short story collections? Um, <laughs> well, the sad answer is I don't, but the, the plan, the original plan, which worked quite well for a while, was that somehow if I was trying to avoid one of them, I would at least do the other one. Yeah. So when I was, you know, procrastinating about my academic research, I would write a short story, and that has actually happened quite a lot. Um, but yes, in terms of I mean, in terms of balancing it with with marking and writing and with mar marking and teaching, it, it is an issue, um, and obviously running a festival because that just involves an enormous amount of practical, yeah. hands-on admin and communication and things, and that that's all time sensitive. You, I mean, everybody who does research or any kind of sort of creative project yeah. knows this, that there are things that you have to do by tomorrow and those things get done. Um, and then there are things that you really, really want to do and ought to do and would love <laughs> to do. Goes, but goes they to the just the kind pile. of, yeah. So, but yeah, so do I manage to juggle? Um, I think I did for a while, but at the moment I'm struggling with that. So, okay. But that's a good, good honest answer. But, <laughs> so I, I suppose what we're trying to get a sense of, and, and there's a lot of postgraduate researchers and early career researchers listening, is, how, is that time allocated uh, does the university or do you, are you just you manage it yourself it's just it's just time that you manage yourself well i think like a lot of jobs that have this wonderful benefit that you don't have to be at your desk from nine till five you can do the work whenever you like as long as you get it done mm -hmm. is the problem is that there's nobody really regulating how much workload gets piled into that yeah, so yeah. we all work evenings and weekends and you know and I don't know how people do that if they have small children or even any children or other things that caring responsibilities I don't know because my children were big by the time I I started trying to do it I just yeah it's 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 Not like impossible. yeah I mean the, the workload is an issue that's obviously why we've been on strike quite a lot <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, fair point. So just to talk then, um, moving on about to, to the Word Centre itself, can you tell us uh, what the Word Centre is, the Word Centre for Creative Writing, what, what its focus is and its, its, its output activity? Okay, so, well, the Word Centre um, came about, I think, in 2014. Um, I had worked um, at Aberdeen University as a, as a teaching fellow and a teaching assistant on zero hours contracts for many years <laughs> and um, when I became employed full-time which I was very happy to do um, I thought that we really ought to put together something that because there was lots of talk about you know public engagement mm. and then this other word impact started to be bandied about and it was ridiculous how much we did and you just there so, so was to collect it all together really so that you could so that a you could see it I mean the problem in people the problem is you're required not just to do stuff you're just required to describe it so that other people can know you've done it um and which is quite annoying <laughs> i have to say because it's full-time job doing it never mind describing it afterwards for forms and reports and all these things but it was also the that's case part of the the Sorry. impact the, is that part of the impact side of it just uh, for people who might not be familiar with, with mm. what 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 is meant by impact um well, the question, this is this is a, a burning issue. What is meant by impact? Because things that are actually, in our normal terms, impactful are very difficult to describe in terms that count yeah. as impactful within the uh, system of impactfulness. Yeah, so me <laughs> measurable outcomes, sort of thing. Well, there's just two. I mean, I think that the thing about 
uh, certainly the Word Centre, but also, you know, the Elphinstone Institute and other places in this university that do lots of public engagement, is that it's just inseparable from what we do. We do it all the time and we do a lot of it. Um, and then when you try and describe it in, in the terms that, that can be measured by the mm -hmm. measurers, they, they're like, oh, no, but this is far too, comp you know, there's far too much in here. How is this all, you know, and it, of course it all ties up and makes sense, but... It's, it's managing to make it look like it makes sense to other people who are just like, well, have no idea about creative work mm -hmm. at, or, or possibly about public engagement at all. So, yes, that's, you know, measuring it. So, yeah, these are all just... Uh, so, actually, the Word Centre and the Wayward Festival or the Word have, have never been an impact case study because they're too complicated. Yeah. And the people running those things haven't got, would just be run into the ground trying to write an impact case study that yeah. would tick all the boxes for all that need ticked. So, yes, sorry. No, that's fine. So what, what, so what ways uh, do you connect then and, and uh, what, what sort of public... We know about the... Fe we're going to talk about the festival in a minute, which is great. Uh, it's an annual uh, literary festival. But what are the ways does the Word Centre... Um, connect with the wider community or uh, get involved in that public engagement? Well, I mean, basically, we um, I mean, we, we were created, we were set up in the first place partly to kind of um, coordinate many of the things that we already did. So there was a lot of activity going on with writers groups in the Shire and in the city, um, publication projects, but we also work with partners. So we did a project with Scottish Culture and Traditions Association and produced a book of contemporary tunes uh, in traditional style or uh, collected some um, Northeast songs. Uh, there's lots of... Um, we did uh, a project around Charles Hamilton Sawley and Powys community centre which is was his childhood home um, we did a project about Benahi uh, and the uh, the colony on Benahi yeah, which was yeah. yeah so yeah yeah the comedy on Benahi and with with the Polish Association and we did creative writing in ancient Polish um, we helped we help sort of local writers sometimes to produce um, work, sometimes through collaborations and sometimes like Sheila Blackall's collection yeah. of poetry, for example. Um, but we also do legacy projects which are related to the festival. So we've right. done a, a street art project with Hazelhead Academy um, and art and activism. Uh, that grew out of the Love Wall event that we had at the Wayward Festival. Uh, what else have we done? Um, yeah, we've done a we've done a project with Magic Torch and Aberdeen Central Library and Aberdeen Young Carers, which is a sort well, of graphic novel project. So yeah, we we it's, I a, mean, long, it's a long list. Of, it's a long list. Is what I mean active, about it being difficult to sentence. describe. Yes. So yes, I mean any, any on any on any given day we're doing something. So it sounds like the the centre's very very active, and um, I also know that you work with uh, you've got a numerous research fellows that work with the centre as well. That also can you tell us a little bit about the the research fellows and how that works? Sure. Well, we we I mean we uh, we have obviously associations with lots of writers, and some of whom have been you know alumni of our creative writing program, and. Yes, I guess we really wanted to be able to um, sort of draw them in so that, you know, we, we could know about what they were doing already. Um, so Leila Abulayla, for example, is an honorary professor of the of the Word Centre. We have honorary fellows, Shane Strachan, Sheena Blackhall, Emily Utter and more. Um, and it's really so that, you know, obviously the things that they're doing mm -hmm. that um, play off things we might be doing, we can get involved in. We might be able to provide some funding for something if we have any... <laughs> 
Um, and we uh, also, it means that we can call upon them. So if we have a project or a workshop or something or an idea about something, we can ask, you know, would they be willing to come and run it? And obviously we can pay them for doing that. And we also have internships. So we have two interns, but we can talk about that. When, when being one of them, which we'll, is one of them, we'll, yes. we'll chat to in a moment. So that's great. So that's that's a way that the the work at the university through creative writing reaches out into the wider community. It just sounds a, like a, a really joined up, a joined up thing, a joined up thinking. I really like the way it sounds. It sounds like it works. Um, Can we just? I should. I should stress. We do pay people. We don't. We don't exploit people that, well, because our interns are paid. As well, yeah. Our interns are paid, and we look for every opportunity to pay our honorary fellows and. Um, for things that they do and to and to you know obviously create opportunities for them to do things for which they are paid <laughs> um, that's that's a core principle <laughs> so a lot a lot of the um, the or the core not core focus but uh, I suppose the most visible um, output from the center is the annual wayward festival mm -hmm. which we've mentioned can you tell us about how that how that started and what, what it grew out of or because we know that it, the, there's a relationship with Mayfest, and the, but there's a word festival mm -hmm. before that. And mm -hmm. just can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, the the word festival, um, which my former colleague and emeritus professor of creative writing, Alan Spence, started in 1999-2000, um, and which ran for 10, 11 years, um, was a was a literary festival and a very very you know big event in the northeast. Mm -hmm. um, and then the May Festival was, you know, the university basically <laughs> took it over and and made it into a, a research festival, which I think alienated quite a few of the sort of literary audience. And never, I mean, I, I you know, I'm an academic, I like research mm. um, and I liked lots of the events that were in the May Festival. But as a kind of coherent offering that made sense to its audience, I think there was an issue. And some people wrote, bring back the word festival every year on their on their feedback <laughs> forms at the May Festival. So, um, yes, we, we did want to do that but we wanted to do it with a kind of youth twist on it because one of the issues was the May Festival was held at a time of year when students couldn't come because it was after the exams. Yeah. So um, we wanted students to come and students to be involved, um, but we also wanted this sort of core literary northeast audience. So in 2019, we, as part of the May Festival, we ran a programme uh, called Words And because we also wanted to broaden it a little and make it more cross-arts. Um, and that was the first year that we had um, funding from the previous principal. So he gave us funding that, with which we could apply to Creative Scotland for more funding because uh, we had explained that Creative Scotland were not keen on the university just mm -hmm. providing in-kind funding and not real money. So he, he did finally provide real money for five years. And with that, we have gone out and got match funding from Creative Scotland. So the idea was to re re revitalize it but it partly grew and B will tell you about this um we had a we had the internship mm -hmm. and we advertised for the for the word center to have an intern and we had fantastic 65 responses or something applications they were all really good um and we put together a short list and the administrator was saying oh, for goodness sake Helen you know whittle it down a bit more you don't need 10 <laughs> and then he read them and said oh my goodness these are better than some of the applications we get for academic posts so um yeah so we, they were fantastic so the 10 we we interviewed the 10 um and we had to give it to one person but I said look why don't we these people could run a festival. Why don't we ask the other nine to form a committee oh. and we all... So that's how it started. So the first year, so we had an intern um, and then we had nine other people who formed a committee 
uh, and that's how the whole name of the festival came about, the whole um, ethos of it as having you know, unconventional form of a, forms of expression and that we would try and create events where there were interest, things of interest to young people, but there was also sort of enough that the kind of word, the old word festival audience would recognise, but perhaps we could get the different constituencies coming to each other's inspired events. Cross pollinate the, yeah. yeah and that does seem to so far uh, our, our stats indicate that it's basically 50 50 and Brilliant. that that has worked and that yes older people do find themselves coming to the queer horror event <laughs> despite not <laughs> yeah. expecting to um and you know other other students get to find out about writers that they haven't heard of just because they were you know famous five years ago yeah no it's fantastic it's a real mix can you tell us about some of the things that uh, are going to happen in this year's festival well, yeah, no, we've got a lovely, we've got a lovely mix this year. So we've got a mixture of we're trying to make most of it in person uh, in the King's Pavilion. Though we have got an event yeah. in the Central Library and so in the Blue Lamp. Since since it started again, it was it. Was it 2020 that it relaunched as? Yes. Yes. So that was right. In the that was completely of, online. Completely COVID, and then last year we had like seven events that were in person, but 40 events online. Last year was huge. This year we've kind of tried to keep it down to fewer events, but we've still got five days of festival. Um, and yeah, we have we have a wonderful array. We've got a performing identities panel. We've got a fan fiction panel. We've got workshops on writing about mental health and songwriting. Uh, we've got. Uh, the aforementioned <laughs> queer horror panel. Mm -hmm. um, we've got Monica Ali. We've got Douglas Stewart. We've got Alan Spence coming back. We've got Jenny Colgan and Biasha Singh. We've got Raymond Antrobus. Uh, we've got CJ Cook. Yeah, we've got a huge host. We've got sort of horror writers and crime writers. Chris Brookmeyer's coming. Uh, we've got a Nan Shepherd event. We always have a Nan Shepherd event yeah. with Esther Wolfson and Sarah Thomas. So, yeah, we've just got some Irish poets. Um, Birmingham poets. We've got <laughs> a lot, a <laughs> real mix, people. something for everybody. Oh, but we've also, I should mention, we've also got arts and art. So we've got a, we've got a really interesting um, Middle East, North African arts event, which yeah, hopefully people will come to as well, um, with an artist called Sherko Abbas and another one called Absoon. And yeah, we've got we've got a whole mix. We've got mixtures, mixtures of flash fiction and photography, and yeah, lots of, lots of stuff. Look at the look at the look at the website and yes. get a, get your free ticket. And the website will be included on the notes, I think, for the podcast. For anybody who wants to find that. So thanks, Helen. That's that's a fantastic insight into a very active research centre in the school, and. Um, such a joint, as I said before, such a joined up way of, of working. And it brings us to talk to, to you, B, uh, who be, have been, you're an, an inter, current intern with the Word Centre, is that right? I am, yeah. And so how did you come to the Word Centre? How did you find yourself there? I know you were, can you just tell us a bit more about your undergraduate studies and, and uh, how you came to be involved? So my undergrad studies, um, I... I'm not an, an English Lit student. I was a linguistic student, and I've just graduated. Um, Congrats. So, thank you. Um, it's over. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Um, so, like, like Helen says, um, a bunch of people applied to the Word Centre intern post. Then that got whittled to 10. Then um, one of the 10 got the actual job, and the nine got to run the festival and I think that worked out great like I think that's amazing <laughs> whenever I tell people about that they're like oh that worked out great and I'm like yeah um and so you started I, off on the committee helping to organize the festival 
To yeah, so I started off on that committee. Um, we all sat down around one of those tiny tables in the McRobert mm. Cafe, mm. being like, great, okay, what are we doing? What's the name of the festival? We went through like five names. We went through um, weird, weird words, wacky words. Um, <laughs> Some 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 really strange stuff, um, but we really wanted to keep that that word branding. So the name of the festival, the Wayward Festival, is meant to be a pun on way way wayward. So like a wayward woman or something, because okay, it's yeah, about yeah. being like it's a slightly it's an off kilter. <laughs> I wouldn't call it quirky, but it's unconventional. Okay, unconventional. It's a great it's a great focus. And it has, it seems to have re reinvigorated uh, a festival, you know, and it needs that every few years, a festival, I think, because it can, yeah, it can get I, a bit stuck in the mud. Yeah, I absolutely love um, thinking of Wayward as it is, so like as, yeah. a, as a cross arts festival. Yeah, that's Yes, like it, it, it is primarily a literature festival, out mm -hmm. all, and that's what its heart is. But, but thinking about the, the, the cross arts, um, the cross arts bit, Mm -hmm. What it means for a festival to be cross arts, what like how the how that can make a festival um, innovative, different. Mm -hmm. If you really tap into that, um, we can do anything with it. Really, <laughs> wow, that's a great positive message. You're obviously passionate about it. I can see that. So I can see oh, you've obviously you. enjoyed the the process. Uh, can you tell us about? Uh, obviously, you started in the committee. You then became an intern. Can you tell us about? that process, how you found it, and uh, what what roles you've taken on in the centre? Yeah, so H H Helen jokes that um, that being on the Wayward Committee is like a, a year-long interview for the, <laughs> for the intern position. Um, and um, since I was quite involved on the committee the first year and I was not graduating that year, um, that's actually not when I became an intern, but I, mm. but I stayed on committee the following year, so 2021. Um, and then after that year, I got made the, the, the Word Centre intern, and there was also a Wayward Festival intern. Right, okay. And we sort of worked together. And um, hmm, how, I, how I found it. So I... I just, I, I just really like working in in art admin. This entire mm -hmm. experience has has taught me that I'm, that I like to work in art admin. That I'm not bad at it, <laughs> um, and just how to run a festival really. So yeah, I kind of got um with 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 withdrawal symptoms from Wayward. So I was oh. all organizing my own like conferences <laughs> and stuff, and that and, and that was really fun. So, yeah. you, I believe you took on the uh, the equality, uh, diversity, and inclusion role. Is that is that right? Yeah. So um, in terms of of that, I mainly focused on disability access and okay. accessibility. So um, so one one of the events that we did in in the first year of of um, of of Wayward was talking to a to a BSL interpreter ab about interpreting theatre and interpreting performance. If that wasn't interpreted, that would block deaf people from learning or about interpretation of, and about okay. like something they are specifically involved in, and that simply wouldn't be fair. Um, 
and then we sort of um and then we and then we expanded that so now we have bsl um across virtually every event um and and i'm i'm really quite 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 proud that we have that really yeah very you should be yeah it sounds sounds amazing so um what what obviously you found it rewarding because you've just basically told us but i just wondered what what aspects were the most rewarding for you and well, were there any frustrations have been any frustrations for you yes okay. <laughs> well we can't we can't mention helen we can't mention oh, helen no. in that yeah, you, you <laughs> i mean i mean yeah i definitely have found it really rewarding in the sense of i am I am listened to, mm-hmm. I'm able to mentor people, I'm able to give people advice about, hey, you have to follow up with academic stuff because they'll <laughs> never remember. Um, I so really like working in a team where like people are so passionate about what, what we're doing. So, um, so two of the people who were in the original Wayward who have still stayed on with me, so Kirsty Laurie and Naomi Christie, um, we've sort of been there from from the start, really, and and we've all become friends. And we realised we all really sort of like doing arts mm-hmm. admin. So whenever we're 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 in a meeting together, we're kind of unstoppable. <laughs> um, but yeah, there definitely have been frustrations like that fateful day where um, we all sat in in grub at, at the beginning of March, being like, we didn't have a global pandemic on the cards, really. Um, <laughs> and having to sort all of that out within a few yeah. months. Yeah. Um, the endless Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. um, which have become slightly less en- endless. Um, <laughs> but it's but it's all really worth it, because it all turns out really well, and we're able to collect feedback, and we've got um, stats on the ticket sales, and we have an amazing website, thanks to Kirsty. Mm-hmm. She's a legend. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what else to say about that, but, but just yeah, the 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 rewards outweigh the, the frustrations so much. You're such a good advocate for it. Uh, so if, if if any students are listening who are interested in taking part, I don't think you need a better a better advocate than than B. Um, so I just wanted to touch on you. You just sound like you've really blossomed to the whole uh, process, the whole experience, and. Um, yeah, I hope you don't mind me mentioning that you you have cerebral palsy, and I wondered how that experience um, of your, of that disability and being involved in the Word Centre how that's influenced uh, your own you know your own development your own, your own view of of things and your confidence. Yeah, so I feel like disabled people, especially young disabled people, can often have problems with a- agency and knowing what. Um, we can do or are allowed to do or can think about doing but there was there was this one moment like i can remember where where i was a moment where it clicked for me that if i wanted to do something or suggest something or say something i could just do it um um especially if say you have something on your mind that you don't know if 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 someone else remembers if if you want them to remember um something specific that you want the committee to be doing or an event that you want to do just say it just do it just <laughs> um just like do do a 
bring bring a PowerPoint in and do a presentation about how much you want a specific event. <laughs> like there is there is literally nothing stopping you. Don't wait for um, permission. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't don't ask for permission. Ask for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a good, um, good mantra. Yeah. I um, but I think, but I think the main area in terms of disability where I really flourished wasn't the cerebral palsy, but I also have a speech impediment, and I feel like that's that's the one that hold, holds me back the most, really, because okay. I've spent so long thinking that since I'm not fluent, the stuff I say isn't isn't worth waiting for, or isn't worth listening to. Far from and it, I think. I, and since being part of Wayward and just getting involved with a lot of uni-related stuff, the fact that I am involved in something so specific where people are always talking and everyone's input is really important mm -hmm. i'm i've i've really sort of gotten rid of that idea that since i'm not fluent i'm less worth listening to and it's actually made my stutter less bad which yeah. is great yeah you can really well you can uh, didn't notice it while you've been talking today so it's obviously had a big impact um can moving along can you tell us about the panel that you're chairing at the festival this year i know you're chairing, taking one of the panels aren't you yeah so for a long time, I've sort of been pushing for a game-centric event mm -hmm. because I felt like there was a lot of um, overlap between um, narrative and literature and mm. play. Um, and we had a Dungeons and, and Dragons event um, in the first year of the Wave Festival, and I thought that was great. Um, and this year, we are... Um, I have talked to three members of the Academic Game Studies Network mul Multiplay, okay. um, um, which I am sort of in involved in too, and I've invited them to all be on a panel about narrative and gaming. Um, uh, so, so that's sort of about how um, narrative intersects with, with play mm -hmm. and how narrative and play shape each other where does a game start and and end um what can the medium or mediums of games mean for narrative and mean for literature and then i realized there was this massive debate in the game studies <laughs> community about narrative um versus play because it's not actually because it's not a great I idea to, st to study a game as a text because it always intersects with play mm -hmm. but i'm really excited for the event it always evolves i guess yeah it does that's pretty so when's that event happening what day of the festival uh, is that saturday the 24th i believe at 10 30 a.m until 12 p.m i think yeah you'd be sold out i reckon <laughs> um so what happens next then i know you graduated recently um so and Apart from the word sense, what what are you planning to move on to do now, or want to want want to do perhaps now? Well, I am I'm very glad we decided to do the podcast today because just <laughs> yesterday um, I had a meeting with two potential supervisors at Abate. Oh, fantastic! Um, because I'm hoping to study. Um, a research masters in game studies. Ah, uh, it's all coming together. Um, and, and, um, and I'm just putting together my proposal and I'm talking about funding. Um, and I'm actually going to be at a game studies conference in, in, the, in the next few hours, um, which is great. Okay, superb. Um, 
and, and yeah I've I've there's a lot that's coming together I've had I've I've just had a proposal accepted um for a book that the multiplayer network is wow. putting together about queer um queer studies within games wow um I'm um what else am I doing um <laughs> just let me I'm have a look at my long list here yeah there's there's a lot that's going on are you going to stay with the center or is that something you have to move on to now you're going on to uh further study so so i've been so i think every, every time that i talk to helen now i'm always like gaming project gaming <laughs> legacy project please <laughs> um and um and i would really really love to do something like that um but it only feels right for the mm-hmm. word center intern of course to be at aberdeen because i really want people to have the same yeah. experience and opportunity that i have i bet whoever next goes into that role will also realise they love arts admin or love festival running or something like that. So what, what advice would you give to somebody who is maybe listening to this and uh, maybe perhaps also not from a, 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 a you know, purely lit- literature or literary background, but we're interested in getting, wanting to get involved? Yeah, right. Okay, I've got the best metaphor for this. <laughs> so you know a D&D party. When you're in a D&D party, um, you don't want a party just wizards or just clerics or just <laughs> warriors. You want a party that's like, it's got some warriors, it's got like a bard, it's got a wizard, it's got a sorcerer, uh-huh. um, and maybe like a ranger. That's a wayward committee. You don't right. want a wayward committee um, that's just <laughs> full of English lit students, just yeah. only that, because the fact that wayward is cross arts yeah. means it's really, really great to have the perspectives of people who aren't English lit students. So we had mm. a medical student on the committee one year, and he ended up running one of the events called Ver- 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 Verbal Remedies, which was about um, uh, medic students reading some of their creative writing from one of their courses. Oh, okay. And it was epic. So, yeah, if you are not from an English lit background and you want to be involved in the Wayward Festival because you like cross arts and literature and books, <laughs> um, you should definitely think about applying because you're because um, the field that you come from is a, is a strength. Brilliant. And you heard it. You've heard it first here from B. Leavely Stevens there. Just the, the, the best advocate ever for the for the Word Centre. Thanks so much, B. That was that was that was great. It was great uh, chatting with you. We're, we're going to close now. But before we close, Helen, as director, one of this fantastic centre that you've you've created and developed. Well, it's not just me, obviously. Oh, as you no, can it, hear, yeah, it's yeah. clearly not just me. But um, um, well, you're the you're the kind of driving force. Behind well, and my, you know, we have we have obviously I have colleagues in creative writing, and also I mean the Word Centre is interdisciplinary, so it has affiliated staff from other. Other departments, not just in SLL MVC, but right across okay, the right, university. Okay. So from medical humanities and education and music and you know okay. everything we'll, we'll else. Take, we'll, take that, yes. we'll take that. We'll take that. So they've all, they've all. No, I mean they. No, it has, it has made a difference, and also uh, fantastic partnerships because we've partnered with the Sound Festival and you know the Aberdeen City Council and you know a million. I mean, we. I think we've got forty-eight listed partnerships on our mm-hmm. um, on our website, and we certainly. Um, yeah, this year we're just even for the festival. This year we're working with at least ten different partners 
Um, but they're all, they're not kind of, you know, they're financial partnerships only in the sense that if we create a legacy project and we can give them some money, that's fine. Mm -hmm. If they can give us a, a room to do something or personnel to do something. So we just, it's just, it's just a network of helpful, mm -hmm. helpful, <laughs> helpful people, helpful folk. I mean, there are lots of helpful folk, which makes a huge difference. So on that, just is there anything you've got in the pipeline or, or would like to see develop in the future or you just want to consolidate the, the Wayward Festival and continue building on that strength or? Well, I think, I mean, I think, I, well, I mean, obviously would like to consolidate the Wayward Festival and our funding, our match funding runs out after next year. So obviously the question of how, how that's going to continue. I'd also like, obviously, to create it so it didn't depend on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, my, so we've got a little team together in, in, in English and creative writing who are, um, who've helped this year. And the idea is that, you know, I should be able to kind of have, there should be some succession so it could go on yeah. into the future. Yeah. Because, you know, as we said with the, with the interns, I mean, we've had people who've been there from the start, but they graduate into, you know, other things. And, mm -hmm. and you know, one of them's gone on to be assistant curator at Peacock Arts, for example. So the idea is genuinely that it provides a kind of channel through which yeah. they learn about all aspects, you know, from chairing to sound to AV to, you know, admin to paying people to, <laughs> to liaising with writers, a whole the whole thing. So that, you know, that, that leads hopefully to, to kind of areas that they might Fantastic. like to develop in. And I would like that. Yeah, I mean, I really want that model. Okay, to continue. To continue, I think that's so key. When do you, when do you recruit uh, generally for the, the committee, and what time of year should students look out for? Well, they can they can message us at any point. Right. Um, B, you better correct me if I get this wrong. Is it wayward email address? The email address. The email address is wayward at abdn.ac.uk you know so you can message us at any point and go actually i'd be really interested next year and we will keep your details and we will get in touch basically we start recruiting for the next committee pretty much straight after the festival right. this year so at the end of september we start thinking about it we put it what we do is we put together a creative what we call a creative caucus which is because we do include people from nescol and other places out with the university um, and people who aren't students. Mm -hmm. um, and we've this year had a whole bunch of um, S3 and S4 pupils in Hazelhead Academy, for example, making a little satellite committee and running their own two little festivals in the school um, themselves. So, um, yeah, the idea is... Uh, get involved. Get invo yeah, get involved. So, yeah, we create a creative caucus and we have a massive brainstorm um, and people can put forward ideas. And at that point, people can say whether they'd be interested in being on the committee um, and sometimes they might come into the committee because of a particular event they've suggested that they think they know how to run and that we, you know, um, and sometimes they might just come on and then we, we kind of allocate them things to do and things emerge that they, they turn out to be able to do. But they get mentored. They get mentored by previous committee members and by members of staff. So they get support in all of it. And, yeah, basically that's from the Creative Caucus grows the committee. So you can be involved, you know, at different levels. At different levels, as if you're, yeah, yeah. As, as time goes um, on, and it gets, it, you know, there are there, there, it gets busier around the time of the festival. It's pretty full on, pretty full on yeah. but you know, hopefully, it's 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 an interesting and a rewarding experience. So yeah, October, October, November is when we're recruiting. But right. you can email me at any point, um, or you can email uh, Wayward at ABDN, and it's Wayward W O R D. Just in Rather case anyone work. missed yeah. that terrible pun. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Thanks so much. It's such a it's it's a great insight from both of you, you and and B, for, uh, into a really exciting and dynamic centre doing lots of lots of great stuff. And that what's great about it is this wider 
connection to the wider community, I think, and, and the, the cross-arts pollination that B talked about. I think it's really great. So thanks both for your time, and um, we'll hopefully see you around, perhaps see you at the, at the festival. Well, I would hope you will yeah. see us at the festival. I hope lots of people will see us at the festival, because, yeah, these, the tickets are available from now, and some of the, some of the workshops have limited numbers necessarily they're all free they're all free winnerfestival.com yes okay thank you thanks B thanks both thank you This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.